Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. The Blind Side, Moneyball, The Big Short. The author and journalist Michael Lewis is probably best known for his books that have been turned into films. In these and other titles like Flash Boys and Liars Poker, he shows a knack for writing about sport, business and the business of sport. He can take complex ideas about any sort of market, be it derivatives trading, baseball batting statistics or arbitrage, and turn them into engaging prose. His previous life working as a bond trader in London probably helps. In a new podcast called Against the Rules, Lewis takes the idea of fairness in modern society and looks at how referees in all walks of life, in law, the media and financial markets and in sport, seem to be coming under attack. In the first episode, he visits the NBA's Replay Centre in New Jersey, the place where every pro basketball referee's decisions get scrutinised by other referees in real time during each NBA game. It's wall-to-wall screens, 110 of them. What's on them is whatever is captured by all the cameras in 29 NBA arenas across the country. This isn't the broadcast video with commercials and commentary. The screens here don't even have the scores of the games on them or the names of the teams playing, and they're muted. What you hear is referees staring at basketball games. What you see is nothing but angles on professional basketball courts. Nobody's ever walked in here and walked out and said, this place sucks. And I'm not going to say it sucks either. That's Joe Borgia, who designed the center back in 2014 and now runs it. Before he volunteered for Secaucus duty, he refereed NBA games. His father was an NBA ref before him. With a break in the late 60s, a Borgia has been refing professional basketball games since 1946. If you went back to your dad at the beginning of his career and said, this is what it's going to look like, what do you think he'd have said? Uh, If I told him we would have replay, he'd turn over in his grave. Forget about a replay center. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. You see, the refs used to insist on their authority. At any rate, everyone agreed that there was no better way to ensure the fairness of the game than to let the ref play God. The replay center is an admission that the ref is not God, that he makes mistakes. I think the mention of replay, none of us liked it when we first heard it. It's a necessary evil. It's necessary. You have to have it today. Everything's taped now. Everyone pays more attention to the referee's mistakes. So the NBA has to as well. Now, when a ref thinks he might have screwed up some call or didn't get a good look at the action, he twirls his fingers in the air. There's your signal. That's the signal to the ref in the replay center who goes to work, reviewing the tape, looking for the best angle, to figure out what actually happened. That's the thing, is everybody can see it now. Exactly. You can't have them be in a better position to judge the game than the referees. Absolutely. The replay center is what allows refs on a basketball court to change their calls. A lot of those calls are subjective, like whether one player fouled another. The refs on the court still make most of those calls themselves, the exception is when the foul is flagrant. Sure, Duke, we're going to give you two good angles, all right? That's the first one. The other one's going to give you a little better look. There's blood on the screens. Kevin Love's front tooth got knocked in. Love plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the question is, 
Did the guy who popped him in the mouth do it intentionally? It's just a basketball playing. Kevin Love happens to move into where the guy's elbow was going up. The refs need to decide if the violence was not just excessive, but unsportsmanlike, which sounds archaic because we sort of lost the concept. So the blood doesn't sway the decision? No. Listen, there's a lot of contact, so a lot of it's accidental. That was accidental. Possible flagger? The players all stand around scratching themselves while the refs put on headsets and talk to the replay center. We're looking for the unnatural. Did he throw his elbow out? So the foul was was on Kevin Love. Correct. I thought he was outside. He was moving. He was moving. He was late. Come on, you got to be quick on these. (laughs) He's stuck on the blood coming out of his mouth. Yeah, it's ugly. The whole thing only takes 30 seconds. 30 seconds in which players, fans, coaches get even more pissed off at the refs for taking so long. The only thing stopping the replay center from checking every decision is that it slows the game down. Here in Secaucus, they're still trying to figure out how they might talk to the refs as they run up and down the court. Because if they could do that, they could just fix every call on the fly. The special forces, we found out, we actually used a chip over the molar that worked off the vibration of the bone. Believe it or not, we did. We, we got a handful of G League referees molded. And we tested that. To wear a chip over their molar. Yeah. But it, it, it wasn't good enough because they didn't know where the voice was coming from. <laughs> yeah. It was it, just a voice in their heads? <laughs> they didn't know where it was. Was that a coach talking to me? This is actually insane. The time and money now being spent to ensure the fairness of what, after all, is just a basketball game. A jillion miles of fiber optic cable connect this room directly to the NBA arenas around the country. All for two calls a game. At two calls a game. $15 million to build this room to get two calls right a game. But you got to do it. You got to do it. Can I just pause here a moment? Just to consider what the NBA has done in the past few years to improve the calls. For example, they brought in serious managers to hire and train the refs. Joe Borgia calls his boss the general because she's actually a general and an Air Force pilot. Her name is Michelle Johnson. And before she supervised NBA refs, she ran the Air Force Academy. It sounds like overkill to use a general to make sure basketball games are well refed. But the NBA thought it needed overkill. And adjust your mic a little bit. Yeah. Or at least Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, did. If people don't believe that the league office is unbiased and that the officials are unbiased, you're going to have a problem regardless of the accuracy of the calls. Silver took over in 2014 and also hired Joe Borgia to create the replay center. Since then, the NBA commissioner has taken a ridiculous amount of grief for trying to improve justice in basketball. There are a group of people who think that without the sort of transparency that we see in this day and age, that it enabled certain officials, and maybe with with a touch of frontier justice, to overall create more of a fair environment. Even if that were true, and I'm not sure it is, those days are over. And I think it's whether it's in sports or other walks of life that you cannot turn the clock back on transparency. So here's what else Silver's done. He's broadened the pool of people from which refs are selected. They used to be mostly white men, mostly from the same background. At one point 15 years ago, four NBA refs came from the same high school. He's hired more black refs and female refs. He's insisted that referees be physically fit so they can get into position to see all the plays. While everyone else in America is getting fatter, the refs are getting buff. They're also now getting new feedback on all their bad calls. 
Silver decided to publish the mistakes made by every ref in the last two minutes of every game so everyone could see them. He gives the teams and the refs a private document listing every refereeing mistake. All this new data on refs means that we and they know all sorts of strange things about their minds. For instance, we now know that their calls have tended to favor whichever team's losing. Their calls also favor the home team. Some large part of home court advantage is just the refs. The analytics department of the Houston Rockets has even done a study that shows that the home team that gets the best calls is the Utah Jazz. Why Utah? Who knows? But you can be sure that someone will figure that out. There's now basically a small army of geeks analyzing all this new data. Look, I don't really like writing papers about sports. I prefer to write them about the economy. That's Justin Wolfers, a behavioral economist at the University of Michigan and the co-author of a paper about NBA refs. But the thing is, this is a domain where the NBA referees have tremendous incentives not to make the wrong call. Um, Every error they make is tracked. Those errors determine whether they get more games. Those games determine how much they get paid. This is arguably the most analyzed workforce in the country. Basketball referees are now picked apart in ways that not long ago would have seemed preposterous, not just for the fairness of their calls, but for their unconscious behavior. Wolfers took years of data from every NBA game, then he set out to look for evidence of the ref's racial bias. The question here isn't whether people are anti-black or anti-white, but whether there's an in-group bias. So um, if a if a predominantly black team is playing and the refereeing crew is predominantly white, are there more fouls called against them than on nights when the same team is playing with a predominantly black refereeing crew? And it turns out the answer is yes. Wolfers wrote his paper back in 2007, before this new age of referee transparency. Well, it was a bit of a lesson for me. You can probably tell by my accent, Michael, I'm an Australian. You know, I thought it was an interesting piece of social science. It turned out the, the New York Times put it on the front page. And the NBA wasn't happy. The commissioner at the time attacked the study and embarrassed the league by trying and failing to refute its findings. This morning we'll hear from the NBA commissioner, David Stern. Our referees are the most reviewed, most ranked, and most rated. And that's why we take exception to what the Times did here. That's Stern on NPR in 2007. The result of all this coverage? Every single referee was made aware of his unconscious bias. When the dust settled, Justin Wolfers was curious to know if his paper had had any effect. He made another study of referees after the controversy he'd created, and guess what? The most recent study that we did seems to suggest that that form of racial bias has gone away. He has no idea why. Maybe simply making the refs aware of the problem was enough to correct it. But in the end, this became a case study, not in ref ineptitude, but ref reform. NBA refs have achieved what police forces can only dream of, race blindness. The refs have no choice. The world's now too good at seeing their mistakes. Look, there's no way any basketball referee is going to be perfect, but there's also no way these refs are anything but more accurate than they've ever been. I mean, even home court advantage means less than it used to. And yet these refs are treated as if they're trying to rig the games. Some of Ref You Suck, the first episode of Michael Lewis's Against the Rules podcast from Pushkin Industries, edited by Julia Barton. And thanks to Julia and to Jacob Smith for their help in sharing that with you. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.